Are you ready to tap in to your power within so that your business can reach its truest potential? Hi, I'm Candace Haza, and I help business entrepreneurs access their inner GPS so that their business can grow and thrive. You are here to serve and to create an impact in this world. Welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Hey, this is Candy, and uh, I just really wanted to connect with you all tonight. So come on in, pull up a chair, and um, let me tell you what we're looking at. So tonight, my window's open in my office, and um, a really cool breeze is coming in. My guitar is sitting here. I'm not a good player, <laughs> but I like making some sound. And I have a huge cup of uh, hot Earl Grey tea, and it's in one of those insulated mugs, and it says it's five o'clock somewhere. So I welcome you to it's five o'clock somewhere. Tonight, I wanted to talk a, a little bit about in the intuitive business, um, the importance of magic. Yes, I said magic. <laughs> I believe tonight we're going to talk about making magical moments in your life and really and truly the importance of magic. Now you're going to say, okay, you're already all woo on me, Candy. So what are you talking about? Well, you know, we've all been through this little thing called a pandemic and I really believe that there was so much that I have learned from the pandemic. And I think about all the things that I've gained, and I'm really grateful. One of the things that I gained um, was a magical garden in my backyard. <laughs> so my family, we love to travel and we're not home a lot. But the one time I do like to stay in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and I love to stay in my home is during the summer. Because many years ago, uh, when we moved into our house, there was no trees anywhere in the neighborhood and our backyard was scalding hot. As a matter of fact, our house was so hot. And what I kept saying to my husband every time he'd be cutting the grasses, I'd, I'd call a pool company and I'd have them stake off the back pool or backyard to have a pool. <laughs> and, uh, tomorrow's our six or, or June 16th. It's our wedding anniversary. It's 36 years. And so I have a little secret idea that I wanted to share with you. That's magical. And it's about our house and the magic that we've made here. So going back to our traveling, we love, love, love to travel, except I don't like to travel in June because we have a pool in our backyard <laughs> because all those years of staking that pool out. Finally, uh, my husband gave in. He was tired of pulling the stakes out and all the rope <laughs> out of the yard. And uh, I definitely am tenacious and determined and... Um, I'm sure he admires those two qualities and I'm sure he despises those two qualities. So let me tell you what our backyard looks like tonight. Cause the sunset, it's nice and dark out except for our backyard. So we have this big awning. So our house isn't real big and fancy. So don't think I'm one of those fancy pants cause I'm not. And you know what, even if I was, and if you are, that's cool. But I, I live a pretty cool life. It's it's a simple life, but it's it's a really cool life. So we have this big awning on our back, and it's like 26 feet by 22. And it's aqua, like a really pretty like watercolor. And then there's like a little beige stripe and a big beige stripe and then an aqua stripe. And then hanging from that metal frame that's on the back of the house, this big, beautiful... Um, canvas is lights, blue lights that go different colors. So they're trimmed all around this beautiful awning, the canvas, canvas awning. And then we hung, we went to Ikea and we hung these drapes, these beige drapes. So we look like we have 
a gazebo in our backyard, like a, um, you know, when you go to the fancy pools and you rent one of those little gazebo hut things. So (laughs) that's what it looks like in our backyard. So that's why I love magical backyards. In addition to that, we just got this new pool cleaner and it is bright blue. Like it has a blue light. So every time we get a pool cleaner, which I think this is our second in 20 years, the other one was called sucky because the kids would say it's, it would suck the dirt. So the kids called it sucky. And I call this an R2 D2 because it has like those little legs that move. And then it has this blue light that lights the whole pool up and it's super cool. So are you, are you with me so far? The blue awning, the blue lights, um, the drapes are blowing and some of them are tied back and some of them are not tied back. So you feel really cozy and private in there. And then tomorrow's our 36th year anniversary. And we have a tree that's 30 years old that his parents bought us for our wedding anniversary. So they wanted us to have some shade by our pool eventually. Now this tree is an oak tree and in the fall the leaves turn yellow and it's just magnificent. And the intricacy of the branches now are very beautiful. It's a huge umbrella. I don't know how many feet Uh, it's bigger than the bottom part's bigger than that awning I described. So if you could picture four of those awning bottoms, um, that would be the size of this tree. And what my husband did is he bought those white lights that you see at restaurants that are just magical. And he stuck them all in the tree. So now that's lit too. So I'm looking at these beautiful white lights that's just warmly lighting up the backyard, the pool with R2-D2 and the drapes and this cozy awning and beautiful, comfortable furniture on the porch, the cool air and my warm tea and all of you talking about making magic. In my life, I really have felt like I've had a lot of magical moments. I remember thinking about, um, I was just at, my daughter had a wedding two years ago, and I took time <laughs> to have a magical moment. So I, wanted, I want you to start thinking about this. When you go somewhere, anywhere, look for the magical moment because they're there. But what's super cool is once you intend for the magical moment to happen, it happens even more magnificently. So of course I waited, my daughter's 33 years old and when she got married and I just I was so excited, you know, when I had a little girl, I thought I was having a little boy. I really did. Here I am an intuitive and I was convinced I was having a boy. So I did buy a little girl dress when she was born and a little boy dress because I didn't know which baby I would bring home because she was a surprise and it was a little girl. (laughs) And I remember being so excited thinking about christenings and weddings and all the things. And then that day happened. September 22nd. And she had this um, beautiful wedding. And it was in a two story home that was abandoned about 20 some years ago. And this couple, a chef, this woman who was a chef, they purchased this, I think it was like 40 some acres and this dilapidated old mansion. It had like French chandeliers and the like brass, like polished brass. And she had all this antique furniture in this home. And of course, you know, the bridal party was privy to parts of the home. Um, The groom's quarters where the groomsmen were, uh, this woman's father that um, purchased the property, she had, uh, he was a barber. And she took his original two leather barber chairs and had them redone. And so they were in the groom suite. Um, 
So they had these magical little things all the way around the property. In addition, they have a little folklore on the property as well, that there's these trees and faces just randomly appear of these gnomes. And like, this isn't a joke. (laughs) Like if you go to, um, what's the name of the place where she had the wedding? Me and my memory, it'll come to me. Um, that their trees, they would have a nose and a mouth and eyes that would just appear. And these aren't just like, oh, I think they were etched into the wood. They're actual like, almost like potato head things that go into the potato head. So I was walking around, I was kind of getting the creeps. I was like, ooh, these things just appear. They said they can't figure out who does it, but somebody comes and they have like, all kinds of protective things on the property. So I don't know how they get on, but somebody's obviously been doing this for over 20 years and they've never found the person. But anyways, my daughter got married and and she they have these gardens that are literally magical. Um, different flowers and roses. And when you enter where people get married, there's a gate, like a little garden gate. And when you go walk into this garden, this magical garden, the first thing you see is like a three-story waterfall, you know, a, a fountain with a waterfall. So it's, it's very large. And then you look to the left and it's the highest space in Pequay Valley. So it's like looking at mini Germany, you know, the hills of, of Germany. When I was in Europe, it really reminded me of that flowy look. It's Pennsylvania. And then all the bridal chairs, like all the beautiful white chairs, and then a pathway and flowers and roses and just magical gardens, literally everywhere. And my daughter had on a dress that had a very long train, which I didn't think that she would get. And I was so excited. She wanted a more minimalist wedding. And of course, I'm the, (laughs) describing my backyard, I'm definitely not the minimalist. Um, So here she had this beautiful train and this beautiful dress. And the top of the dress had these flowers um, that kind of like sat up on the dress, like they were etched out literally like rose petal by rose petal. So, so she was like walking in this magical garden with this dress that had flowers on it. And the whole day was like that. It was like magic after magic. Her dad and I walked her down the aisle and we were looking at all the people, all the people. Wow. It was like looking at the threads that wove the fabric of our entire life her teachers, my son's teachers, our relatives, um, the only living grandparent, my mom, um, just Dottie, one of Carly's friends when she was like two, um, and that was her best friend. And she's an older woman now. She's in her eighties. Like I just looked at all this. My sister was there, my brother-in-law, my cousin, Susie, my cousin Marcy came. She was the only Chapman relative that came Marcy and, and, um, and aunt Cheryl. It was really nice. But I promised myself, remember about setting intention, I promised myself that I would spend one magical moment absorbing this whole day. I don't think I cried the whole wedding. And here I am crying. So behind that magical house I talked about, you know, with the groom's quarter, there was another place. It was like a hall, but it was really done well had outdoor seating. It had indoor seating. There was, um, a swimming pool in between the two properties, the main house and this cottage. And when I say cottage, it's like a a hall, but beautiful, like a, um, a wedding hall, but very warm and comfortable and cozy with a, like a, a hearth, a big fireplace of stone and, um, a, a nice porch. And in between these two properties was a very old, very exquisite pool with like a um, a diving board and the lights were all blue. So there's this 
blue light just magically shining. And at one point, we all sat in really eloquent furniture, like um, white satin with like a floral and then a very dark uh, mahogany colored arms, you know, the intricate like uh, Queen Anne type of, of old fashioned uh, photograph type of furniture. And we're sitting in there and in these seats and all of our friends are standing behind us that uh, we've had for, you know, probably 40 years. And my daughter had her, you know, puppy. So we had her dog on its leash and what a magical moment when that picture was captured. And then later in the evening, we danced and da- I danced the whole night away. I don't think I've ever danced and been as happy as that moment. And I decided um, that I wanted to watch what was going on instead of be in the what was going on. And so I stepped out of that little cottage and the one thing that uh, Carly's dad insisted on, he goes, I really want you to have like a fire pit. They were, it was very pretty, you know, and it was right outside the opening doors of this banquet hall. And then the pool was to my left and there were these fancy chairs again that we had been sitting in. So I walked out away from everybody. Um, a couple people were having cigars and a couple people were in the photo booth but I was really pretty much alone and I sat down in those chairs and I looked at my little girl and <laughs> I can't believe I'm crying. You guys are going to stop listening because I'm always crying. But I looked in and I saw my little girl and she had grown into this beautiful woman that cried two years after the wedding <laughs> And I could see her and I could see her with my mom who's, you know, been gone for a long time. And we used to go to, um, this place in Sharon, 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 Ohio. My dad used to say that damn Sharon, 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 because it was about an hour drive from my family's home in Pennsylvania. And they had the smallest shoes. They have size six D and that's what my mom wore up to the biggest. Like, um, they have a size I don't know, 16 or something in women's high heels with sequins. So it was just one of those rare shoe shops. And they had all like um, really fancy clothes. They had two dueling pianos with chandeliers. It was, I can't say it was a fancy store, but it was kind of a cool store. And then there was a section that was just cruise wear. That's all that was there. And so my mom uh, and Carly and I went because, of course, uh, I think my dad was gone at that point. So my mom didn't get to go to the damn Sharon, Sharon, Sharon too often. So when I would drive in from Lancaster, then we would go. And there were those old-fashioned trifold mirrors. I guess they still have them now, but they had them set up, you know, between the dueling pianos and in the one corner. And um, I remember Carly had a Polly Pocket. She had a little uh, purple, um, it was like a flower, and it was Polly Pockets. It was a plastic case, and when you open it up, it had these little tiny dolls in this plastic dollhouse. And if we knew we would be doing a lot of shopping, we'd get her a couple of those and she would sit on the floor, you know, while we were trying clothes on. But this particular day, Carly, um, she came out when I was trying clothes on and she found a red dress. It was a halter dress and it was on the hanger and it looked like a Marilyn Monroe dress. And she put this dress that was still hung on the hanger behind her head. So like picture the back of the the hanger, like shoulder pads. And I saw her take her hand, her left and her right hand. And she took the dress that was kind of like lying on top of her clothing. And she pulled both of the corners of it out like a skirt. And she was just twisting and twisting and just looking at herself. And I remember saying that day. This is such a magical moment. Like I never want to lose it. And I breathed it into my heart. And 
That's where it will always stay. And that night at my daughter's wedding, I breathed that moment into my heart. It was so magical to see her dancing and the whole wedding was like over all the stress of it. And she had um, like sparkle lights around her neck and, and she was holding her dress like that. <laughs> and I thought, oh, wow, I am sure <laughs> my mom and my dad were watching. So that was a magical night. <laughs> And our house right now is a magical night. And why we're even talking about recognizing magic, it's, it's actually one of my top five values, magic and romance. That's how committed to magic I am. So it's not hocus pocus. It's rather setting and being really specific about your intentions Right now, I want to tell you about a magical moment in my business. So it's not as cool as sparkle lights and twinkle lights and little girls growing up. But what it is about is talking to your business to create magic. So as you can probably hear in my voice... Oh, and by the way, at my daughter's wedding, my son had brought this little young lady that was his favorite girlfriend, and I cannot tell you how much they danced. I didn't even know my son could dance. He said, Mom, she wants to dance. What do I do? And he was uh, 17. I said, what she does, you do. (laughs) And he did, and he had the best night of his entire night, of his entire life. He just had so much fun. So back to your business and creating magic in your business. So I have this awesome young girl, this, you know, daughter that's now grown up into a lovely woman. And I have now this 19 year old son. So I've been a mom with constant, you know, children in the home for 33 years. And I couldn't have been happier about this whole thing. Because as I sit here tonight talking to you about magic, I have made a decision in my life that I want to find all of me, the whole inner part of me again. Because you know how it is when you have children, it's always like, well, we're going here, we're going there, you know, I'm working, um, you know, making the Halloween costume. It's now Halloween, you know, it's decorating. How about Christmas, <laughs> Christmas cards, Christmas cookies, Christmas plays, Christmas packages. <gasps> I want a break <laughs> and I want to go inside of me again. And so I said to my business, look, I am here to serve you. And I would like to serve you for a very long time, but I need a gift. I need some magic. So here we are in the pandemic and I talked to my business and I said, if you want me to continue to serve at the level that I've served, I am willing. However, I need an upgrade. I need a deeper journey within I need to upgrade my spirit energy and my body energy. How I'd like to do it is I'd like to go to Bali, Indonesia and spend three months in March, April, and May of next year. I set a budget. Uh, A friend of mine helped design the plan. I have a driver and several places I'm going. And that's my game plan. (laughs) But there's this thing about this you know, situation that we're in with, I speak for a living and then that's how I acquire clients. And that's not, it's not formatted for that right now. And it won't be probably uh, until the end of this year and possibly some of next. So I was asking a lot of my business. So I, I also was a little depressed because my business had just hit 
uh, February 4th, it finally started to have a lot of consistency and hitting some financial numbers that I had set and intended for myself. Because guess what? Even though it's an intuitive business, intuitive businesses need money to keep making money. So I'm here to serve and I want my business to serve me by giving me some, uh, not things, but experiences that I now want. I don't need any more things, but experiences and inward journey is a must. So I was watching a Ram Dass uh, Netflix, and apparently Ram Dass was, uh, I, I probably won't do him justice by what I'm about to say, but he he was, uh, he would dress like uh, in the, I believe it was the Hare Krishna type of, uh, like inner peace journey. Uh, and he was a big leader in the community and spiritual leader, really about consciousness, awakening, meditation. Um, he also was really big into the hallucinogens. Anyways, he um, has always been known as a spiritual teacher. And on his Netflix original, uh, they depict him as uh, currently having a stroke. He, he recently passed about um, a year and a half ago, uh, God rest his soul. And he said, to Pete, he said in his interview, I don't, and he said it very slowly because uh, his speech was obviously a little bit compromised, but you can hear him perfectly. He said, I don't wish anybody the stroke, but... I wish people the journey within. So February 5th, 2021, I launched my book. And the next month I launch myself. <laughs> so it's my 60th birthday. It's a milestone birthday. And that's what I'm doing on my 60th birthday. So when I make decisions to do things, <laughs> I do them really quick. I start moving. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it probably creates more work because if you don't think and think things out and plan things out, sometimes, you know, there's a, a few hiccups and flaws, but the good news is I do move forward. So I get something in the mail today and it's a word or the word. I threw the bag out here. What's your word? My intent, my intent dot org, my intent, I N T E N T dot org. And what these are is they're little bracelets, and um, somebody start making them in Hollywood area, and a couple celebs wore them. And as soon as they wore them, they went really, you know, they were everywhere. And you can put your own words, and then I guess you can document why you picked your words, and people can read it. But I didn't remember what I wrote on my words. And it's funny because that's usually what I'm intending a mantra of mine to be. And I'm like, I must have did it so quickly, I, for, I forget. So I was pretty excited to open it. And my mantra says, inner peace. <laughs> so... I guess that spiritual journey is, you know, right in front of me. But, you know, we have to pay for that spiritual journey, right? <laughs> so that's what I asked my business for. So I asked my business, I go to bed, and I'm not speaking anywhere. I'm doing just what you all are doing. I'm sitting my butt at home, and we're just, you know, heading out of the, our, our, our lockdown our right about now. So I go to bed and about 5.39 in the morning, I hear my phone go dink. I'm like, that's weird. Dink, dink. And I thought, oh, that darn cousin Susie and Cindy are texting each other on the, on the, you know, the thread. <laughs> so until I wake up, I have about 10 calls that are, that I'm going to be connected to in the next day or so. I'm like, oh my goodness, what's happening later in the day? Dink, dink, dink. So over the course of the next two weeks, I had 28 calls, 
not speaking, not doing anything. At least that's what I was thinking. I did forget I was on a summit. And then uh, we did, you know, the advertisement as soon as we remembered that these dinks were happening and we got all the advertising done. Once that started to move, now pay attention to this because this is the important part about talking to your business because your business has a voice, but it also apparently has a set of ears. So I said to my business, if you want me to continue to serve, I really would like to go to Bali and I need the finances to support me. So because of the energy movement moving forward with all those calls coming in, guess what started to happen in all different areas of life, of my life, of all the places I've either talked to or the people that have been connected, I've been connected to or referrals. I had (laughs) a total 46 calls come in. Now this is one month and I actually had to hire a bigger team because my systems uh, weren't tight enough to handle like the influx of eight people a day saying yes on contracts. So guess what? I guess I'm going to go to Bali, Indonesia. (laughs) So now I don't even have an excuse if I want to back out. So my birthday wishes come true and the magic has happened. But do you see how that wasn't so unintentional? Like you could look at that and say, well, you know what? She forgot she spoke and, you know, she should have remembered that. And, and then that's how the calls came in. And, but I didn't, I didn't remember that until after I start getting the calls. And then, you know, of course we did the proper advertisements and stuff like that. But that isn't an incident. That isn't a coincidence. There was some intentionality. I had already said I wanted to give myself a gift, right, to the universe. I wanted to go to Bali, Indonesia. It hurt me. I had in mind my drivers, my location. It looks really real in my head. Ubed uh, is one of the places I'm going to start my journey and some spiritual uh, things like sound healing, some meditation, some yoga, Um, I'm sure there's a lot of healing masters, but I have really specific things lined up and several locations where I'd like to stay. I haven't booked them yet, but I am still dreaming of, do I want this one or that one? The next thing after that is, you know, I paid attention. Once these calls start coming in, I was like, yes, thank you. And more, please. And more, please. Why not? And more came. So magic is all around us. And I believe the more magic we're looking for, the more magic that we're energy that we're putting out there, the more magic happens. (laughs) And this is probably my last, probably my last little um, funny tidbit about magic. So I have a girlfriend and her main name was Montgomery and I always adored her mom and her mom and I started to become friends and I don't have a lot of my adult loved ones left. I do have a few, so I treasure them and I, I don't have any here in this area and she's closer in the area. And I said, you know, I've really enjoyed our friendship. I said, would you mind adopting me? I said, I've been adopted once, but I sure could use the second adoption. I said, you know, I was really close with my mother-in-law and she's struggling a little bit with dementia and I was close with her and I just feel lonely for like a, a woman to connect to that's, you know, older than, than I am and, um, wiser, I should say, not older, wiser than I am. (laughs) And so she said she'd adopt me And her last name is Montgomery. So I'm completely dating myself. And if you don't know who this is for anybody that's younger, look up Bewitched with Elizabeth Montgomery. (laughs) And then she would wiggle her nose and make magic. Do, 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 do. (laughs) So it was so cute. And so I decided that since she adopted me, that I've been practicing my wiggle on my nose. And guess what? I haven't been able to make 
that type of magic appear yet. Like, you know, <laughs> like Bewitched did. But I can tell you that it has been a magical, magical, magical week. And I have learned so much about asking for what you want from the universe and from your business. So I want to talk a little bit more about your energy field of your business with magic. If let's go with this premise that what if everything is just holographic, like that things really aren't solid, but they're images that are projected from our mind, from our energy field, from our soul. I kind of feel like there's some truth to that. I know if you read in Joe Dispenza's book, um, uh, I have it on the floor here, Becoming Supernatural. Um, there's several other books of him. He talks a lot about energy fields, the quantum energy fields. There's a book called Science and the Akashic Records that goes really, if you want to get, uh, this isn't woo-woo, this is science now, um, that talks about uh, time theories and um, like who the essence of who we really are is. I believe, um, this is my belief from reading and the, you know, the theory of everything. I believe that there is such a thing, thing as the theory of everything. I think we are the theory of everything. I think all of us can manifest and create just what we want the way we want it. The challenge is we've had some hurts along the way and some, um, you know, when you were a little kid and say, Hey, you know, let's make a chocolate cake. Me do it myself, mommy. But if you've never made a chocolate cake, right? How can you me do it myself? So I think that we need to learn how to utilize our energy field better. And I believe that for me, the Akashic Records has helped me manifest a life that I never thought was possible. I'll never forget, and, and it's on my Facebook and my private page, my husband and I were in Maui a few months ago. I mean, we were everywhere. We were in Aruba. I was in the Carolinas. We stayed in the highest and best places. And I'm not bragging about this. I'm saying that we manifested this. I didn't make any more money. I was given these gifts. Most of these trips were gifts. Our roof on the south, a gift. I really believe you can manifest whatever you want. And I really believe the quantum energy field and the Akashic records is the way to do it. So when I'm in the Akashic energy field, when I'm working with my clients, and again, it's just think of it as a Google search for your soul. And think of your energy field as an endless possibility of everythingness, because I believe somehow we're connected with the earth, the stars, with each other, with that neighbor down the street that, you know, pees, lets your, lets its dog pee on your yard. Like be kind to that dude, because that dude's part of you and how you treat him affects how you're feeling. And the same thing with your business, like I talked about earlier. Your business has its own energy field. It's connected to you, but be kind to it. Be respectful. If you're working too hard, if you're hustling, are you being kind to your business? Are you being kind to you? Because you're part of it. Paying attention to the energy that you're using and the energy that you're not using and how you're using your energy is vital to this lifetime. So magic, intention, creating the world that you want, it, there's, it's, there's a process behind that. It's not accidental. There's purpose and intention. 
and get getting rid of some energy that's holding you back. So not too many years ago, less than 10 years ago, I was in a job that I was, hate is such a strong word, but I'm telling you, I had hit my end. And it wasn't so much the students. I loved my students. I always loved my students. But there was a work ethic with students that was coming in that was different than I had ever seen about seven years ago. There were students I had that were incredible. And then there was another set of students that, um, you know, you never, you just never knew, like that would sort of show up or maybe they had a test and they wouldn't show up. Well, we had really reduced hours at our front desk and if they didn't show up, it was a nightmare. We had 236 programs going and all of those organizations or presidents and all the people in them would come. There was leadership training for all of them. And that was one of the activities that we did. So it was really difficult. And towards the end, I was done with that career. And um, that's when uh, I soon got cancer after that. And then I didn't go back. Because I thought to myself, I'm going back. Well, first of all, I couldn't. I wasn't physically able to go back to work after a year of treatments and stuff like that. And I thought, you know, this, there was a quote that somebody said, you spend all of your health making money to spend all of your money getting your health back. And there's truth to that. had some of my tea. It's really good. But there's truth to that. And I thought, I can't do this anymore. I, you know, I just had another surgery. I had a surgery in April, found out I had cancer in August, had another surgery in January. And I thought, I can't do that anymore. That energy was not supporting my life. So I went from all those things. I had a limited cap off income. I couldn't travel. I was working tons of hours and weekends. Um, none of my time was my own. Even when I was home, they were using my phone to call me. And even when I was doing the work that they were asking us to do, we had a Yahoo account or something and, and they were actually like messaging you on your computer while you were trying to do work, while you were being taxed, while your door was like a revolving door. It, it wasn't a, it's not, that's not manageable and that's not life. And, and that's, that's craziness. So I went from that to magic. And the place that turned into magic was my whole life. Once I started to get more time for my health and to be able to, you know, make that smoothie and, you know, not run out to get takeout all the time, which, you know, that's basically all I had time to do. And so I was able to monitor more that what was I was putting in my body and, you know, walk and swim and box and hire a trainer. My body's still not where I want it to be, but I'm still working on it. It's going to be a long process and I'm going to keep at it. Then I went from not being able to travel as often to be able to travel everywhere, anytime. Then I start flying for free because I helped my cousin with something and, um, then I'm able to help her because she's handicapped and she uh, flies. And so I was able to get on that uh, pass with her. But think of all of the things that have happened. My daughter got married. You know, my son had baseball games. He won a championship. Saw him all the games. I didn't have to. That last season, I missed one out of all of his games. I was at every single one, the cold ones, the snowy ones, the rainy ones, the really, really hot ones. I got to be at all of them. And I felt so much joy. For me, that was magic. So what is happening in your life right now? Like, what do you want to make your life? I invite you today, tonight, right now, get that paper out. If you don't have a paper, pull out your phone. I know you have a phone. Go to notes and start a new file for my dream life and create it. Not just sort of it. I want you to have it all. How much money do you want to make? 
each month. Ooh, magic. <laughs> um, there you go. <laughs> Boy, perfect timing, right? I want you to create where you want to live, where you want to travel to. I don't want you to just say Florida. I want you to dig up where in Florida you're going. What's your house going to look like? How much are you going to pay? Do you want to be closer to the water? How big of a house do you want? Do you want to help somebody help you maintain it? Do you want a pool on your property? What do you want? Do you want to live in Colorado, buy hot software springs, ride some horses? You want to go somewhere cold and crisp? You want to do it all? Go for it. Create your life because if you're sitting there waiting for life to create you, I don't think things are good about that (laughs) because I look at, you know, the way I kind of let the last career position of 33 years, when I look at some of it, I think, wow. So when I was in Hawaii with my husband, we got in a little tiff about, (laughs) stupid, where to sit. So I'm like, you know what? You sit wherever you want. I'm not moving again. Cause he was like, but here's better that the lighting's better. And I'm like, I'm on vacation. I, I don't want to debate this. I just want to go sit. So I said, you go find your place by the pool. I'm going down to the ocean. <laughs> so I went down to the ocean and I thought, oh man, is it hot down here? So I made a decision. I was going to go into the ocean. but the area that we were in, the waves were really rough. Like some places in Hawaii, you can go and the waves are calm. Some are like buildings and then others are, you know, there was a lot of undertow and that particular night there was a lot of under or day, there was a lot of undertow and that water chewed me up and spit me out. Like I thought every time my, (laughs) my ass was trying to get up, it, the wave would hit me again and I'd fall back down. And I thought, oh, that son of a bitch is even seeing this. Like, I'm going to be out here drowning because he kept moving around because I wanted to sit by the smelly gardenia bush. <laughs> and I'm going to die like this in Hawaii. <laughs> but sometimes, isn't that how life is? It tosses you around and if you're lucky, it spits you out. Well, after I had my cancer, let me tell you, life spit me the hell out. And when it did, I dusted off the sand and I thought, am I going back into that ocean? Oh, hell no. (laughs) I'm going to go find that gardenia gardenia bush and I'm going to go sit there. And I'm going to order me a mudslide. And that's what I did 1130 in the morning. (laughs) It was sand everywhere. I had sand in my hair. (laughs) But I did not go back into that ocean. Millersville University. Sorry. (laughs) I didn't go back to that place. Oh, so it was like 4732. I might edit the name out. But can you see... How simple by resetting your intention. I, I also had said to myself many years ago, one of my bosses, she retired at 54. And I started at the university when I was 23. So I said to myself, you know what? 54 seems like a great age to retire. And that was what I kind of set. I didn't plan it as well as I would have liked. But that's exactly what happened. I retired at 54. So setting your intentions, in my opinion, is one of the most vital things in your business, in in my intuitive business it is, and in your life, because that's what makes the magic happen. So please do that exercise. I would love to connect and hear how the exercise went. I am going to introduce somebody in my next podcast. And it's going to be called something like the golden ticket. And it's um, one of my clients and she is going to talk about a really magical manifestation that she had with an exercise I taught her. So stay tuned for next week for the magical exercise 
that I will teach you too. So thank you for this magical journey. I'm sorry, I couldn't help going there. <laughs> With my one of my top five values, actually it's my one, two, three, it's my fourth top value, romance and magic. And it's on the night before my anniversary. So I'm kind of hoping to have a little celebration in that backyard I described. I am hoping to play some magical music and be underneath that anniversary tree um, with a tablecloth, a white linen tablecloth on a, on a table outside with a couple glasses of wine or champagne. And I think we're going to go for some steaks and baked potato and a vegetable right outside underneath that tree. And I'm hoping to dance to our favorite song. That's my plans for our anniversary tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. I think it can be done. I think it'll be magical. <laughs> I am wishing you a lifetime of magic from today moving forward. Set your intentions Unwrap those white boxed gifts with the big red bows that have your name on them. Those things that are waiting for you in your Akashic energy field to appear. Remember, we're just, we're just holographic images. So making something appear should be as easy as twinkle in your nose I can't make the, the sound do, 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 do. That's a twinkle. <laughs> I wish you all light and love, joy and happiness and anything and everything that you want to bring into your universe. <laughs> Have a great night. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today. For more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.